that intro can only mean one thing. Time now for On The Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Uh, download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day. As we welcome in the king of swing, the master of disaster, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Mark Spector from Roger Sportsnet. Morning, Speck. Wow, that's quite the intro. Uh, Edward, did you get an intro like that when you showed up this morning? Did no, you? no, uh, but I get the Bonton intro, yeah. so that's just as good. That's from an old movie. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> oh, that's good. What's wrong with that? It's not bad. Yeah, that's a stage you're at in your life. You got stuff rattling around in your head. You just can't remember where it came no from. No clue, huh? yeah. And it's happened. <laughs> this has been going on for several years with me, Speck. <laughs> Uh, so what's up this morning boys well we're we haven't really talked much hockey yet we had uh, kind of first hour we're on football so. tee up this game yeah let's tee it up spec uh so minnesota lost last night in uh, vancouver two nothing so three and four for minnesota and as eddie said well even though that is a bigger uh it's a it's a you know it's something that you know you're you're aware of but you can't make it totally aware that the a team's coming in maybe a little tired or whatever and things like that if the oilers play like they have been playing should be in good hands you would think tonight uh what do you think yeah, like I always kind of look at it like this, you know, it's it's it behooves you to win the games when you're the team that's more rested and the Oilers are definitely more rested, right? 5 days off, one game a day off and then they play tonight. Minnesota's played 3 and 4, they're at the end of a winning streak. They just dropped the you know, lost their first game. I think they'd won 4 in a row. They didn't have much last night. Vancouver was very, very good. I watched a bunch mm-hmm. of the game. Vancouver was excellent, but Minnesota didn't have much. I just saw Mike Russo, the obviously the excellent writer for yeah. Minnesota, who's covered that team. Said he said they're running on steam right now. So my point would be this: you know, you don't know you're going to win. You don't. It's everyone's trying to win a game here, but it behooves you when the other team's limping into town at the back end of a three and four to put the pedal down on them because it's that you're going to be that team one day and someone's putting the pedal down on you. It might be next week for all we know. Right. Well, I look at it too. Again, if the Oilers just look at just who's in front of them here. And I mean, Minnesota, the Oilers have a game in hand on Minnesota and they're a point back. So if you can just climb over a team here and not worry about, climbing over six teams because that's what they have to do yeah and you're right like they've put themselves in a spot where these games against minnesota arizona calgary st louis nashville those are big games now right evan can't drop those games like those are all teams they got to get past and it's a long haul and and listen you won't win every time but you better they put themselves in a position where they got to win 70 percent of those at least you know, and that's that's the penance you pay when you start out two nine and one or whatever they were. So, uh, yes, this this for a game against Minnesota in December, there's a little more gravity on this game than we thought there would be when the season started. Yeah, in Minnesota, they had a, a coaching change here a couple of weeks back, and they've been playing pretty good up until the loss yesterday after that change. It's just so interesting because I know the market we're in, and we're in a Canadian market, a hockey-crazed market, and I have a great appreciation for that. 
But they had a coaching change when th- their world wasn't even falling in Minnesota, much <laughs> like it was here in Edmonton. And I heard Billy Guerin, he said that he just felt it. He yeah. just felt that he, the locker room needed a shift. And they, they had that bump and they played really good. It's just, to me, so interesting how... The, the the difference in organizations, how their GM felt it, you make the shift. Whereas up here, it was catas- catastrophic. Like it was season ending essentially, and then you make the shift. Uh, and it's just not talked about in the same light. Is that just because of the market we're in here, mm-hmm. Spec? Well, we don't have the Vikings, right? We don't have the Timberwolves. We don't have the Twins. So, yeah, in a, you know, certainly there's a higher focus is a hard, you know, it's a more acute focus on the orders for sure. Uh, I would say to you that inside the wilds world down there, and it's a smaller world in a big American city, they were at hitting critical mass. They're a team. They thought they'd be better. They were having an awful start. A lot of similarities. Kenny Holland didn't go in the season for a second thinking they'd be firing a coach around here or Jeff Jackson, mm-hmm. nor did Billy Garrett. Like, Everyone likes Dean Everson, and he's a good coach. He'll work again for sure. Uh, there was no issues with Dean Everson at all until there was a bunch of them, and they had to fire him quick. So, yeah, they're they're a lot the same, Eddie, it, it, other than, you know, the amount of panic in the streets. <laughs> there was a lot here and maybe not as much down there. But the two organizations both had surprise coaching changes, and both of them got a pretty good coaching bump here uh, in the aftermath. Sportsnet's Mark Spector on the Kevin Carey Show with co-host Eddie Steele on Sports 1440-807 in Edmonton. On the subject of coaches, Speck, and I think you you and I are on the same page here regarding Todd McClellan, I think if, if Peter Shirelli wouldn't have made a bonehead move years ago, Todd McClellan could still very well be the head coach of the Oilers Mm. right now, but he is smoking hot and the Kings are smoking hot on the road with 11 straight wins. That's phenomenal. Yeah, they're really going good. And, you know, uh, Byfield's taking a real step here. Uh, They're getting goaltending from Cam Talbot that, you know, Cam Talbot hasn't played this well in a long time, right? (laughs) Good for Cam, right? I think everybody in Edmonton is wishing well for Cam Talbot. He's a fantastic guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he had his time here. He was a good oiler, good guy in the community, all those things. So that's good. They got a good team. (laughs) You know what? I don't know how this thing's going to shake down, but if the Oilers are lucky, Vancouver and LA will have to beat each other up in the first round because (laughs) that LA team, they lost twice to Edmonton and the Edmonton's in their crosshairs and the way they're going right now, uh, I'm actually kind of, I don't know when it is. I'm looking forward to the first Oilers Kings game because the Kings have a special place in their heart for the Oilers here. They got knocked out by them twice in the last two years and now they're even better. You know what? There won't be any easy points playing the well, Kings this year. I guarantee, guarantee you that. I don't count the Kings out to finish ahead. So you could be saying that Vancouver and Vegas could be beating their brains sure, out. Sure, absolutely. Yep. Yep. And then maybe if you're lucky, you get the Kings in the first round again. Oh, boy. I'm not sure that's a series anybody wants. No. Well, okay. So the first game, (laughs) yeah. The Oilers, after Christmas spec, they play in L.A. So it's a You know what? It's really weird in the Oilers' schedule. You always thought that there would be games. You have some home games around Christmas and New Year's. The Oilers have zero. 
I mean, after this road, uh, after this homestand, their last game is on uh, the 16th, I believe, against Flo- uh, Florida. After that game, they're on the road for the rest of the month and then some. So uh, yeah. after Christmas, they are in San Jose on the 28th. Then they go to L.A. on Saturday the 30th. That's the first game okay. against L.A. So, Well, it, we're at that time of year. They've got a six-game homestand, the Oilers, not a divisional uh, not a Pacific mm-hmm. Division team coming in in six games. And you're right. I mean, listen, I grew up in Edmonton. It was a Christmas yeah. tradition to have the Philadelphia Flyers come through town and usually the Montreal Canadiens sometime around New Year's, right? Mm-hmm. Like those were the two teams that came through every year for whatever reason. But I'll tell you what, I can't tell you how many times I've told my wife, I'm busy on New Year's. We got a home game, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. How many times? So, you know what? I'm happy to have them gone for New Year's for a change, but uh, it is. In Canada, we sell tickets like our teams here. You know, it's it's a stocking stuffer, mm-hmm. right? They want to be home around Christmas. Uh, usually every Canadian team's home. This is a first in a long time for me. So your bosses aren't going to send you out to, on New Year's Eve to Anaheim? After? No. No? No, no, no. I get to stay home this year, <laughs> so that'll be good. Spec, we're a little past uh, quarter into the season, and uh, I, I beg for forgiveness if you wrote a piece uh, about a, the first quarter of the season that I, I missed. Mm-hmm. But what stood out to you thus far, minus the Oilers, minus the Oilers across the league? What has stood out to you uh, throughout the season? Well, I think uh, it's been really cool watching Bedard pretty much live up to unrealistic expectations you know i was kind of worried that maybe that he wouldn't be what everyone said he was going to be and that's there's no problem there you know he's been unbelievable uh what else have i seen i've been a little disappointed in there's always a few eastern teams to me there's ottawa there's buffalo there's detroit that look really exciting that have really good young players and have they're ready to pop and i don't see any of them popping again you know, I don't yeah, see anybody yeah. popping, and I'm surprised. I Maybe Detroit's a little better, but I thought that Buffalo would be good, and they haven't been, and Ottawa's a last-place team in their division. They lost again last night. So yeah. that's something I've watched and thought, hmm, that's interesting. And I guess the last one for me is the Vancouver Canucks. Like, they don't look like they're faking it, boys. You know, mm-hmm. the Vancouver Canucks. They played their backup goalie and got a 2 nothing shutout last night. They beat Edmonton three times this season already. And it doesn't look like fluke. They, they've, they're coming out of what they would call their decade of darkness because mm-hmm. they've been bad for a long time. And they don't look bad anymore, boys. Rick Tocchin's a good, good coach. They got good, good players. Uh, and they got goaltending, man. That's going to be a tough team to beat down a stretch. Mark Spector with us. Uh, you did mention the Detroit Red Wings lost to San Jose last night. All of a sudden, the Sharks are going out east and beating all these yeah. teams. It's quite quite funny, actually. Uh, Patrick Huge Kane comeback. Yeah, another big comeback. Uh, Patrick Kane, his first game with the Red Wings was minus one. Played sixteen thirty three. Uh, didn't have a point. The other game yeah. last night, I don't know if you kept an eye on spec, was Calgary and Carolina. And yep. you you said yesterday morning, uh, oh boy, Calgary's going to be in for it, and Carolina's going to be some kind of ticked off and the Canes came out hard but Calgary for some reason is like the best third period team going right now their best third period team in the league the most third period comebacks of any team in the NHL uh this is why I don't bet on sports guys because (laughs) to me that was a lock to me that game that Carolina was going to win so Carolina's got some issues here Mm -hmm. uh right there their goaltending isn't very good right that Kochetkov last night was barely okay not good enough to win a game. 
they don't have their offense is they got two early goals and didn't score again in the game. Two's not enough to win. And if ever I was going to look at Carolina and judge that team and say, okay, what do you guys got? It's coming off their performance in Edmonton. They weren't good enough last night, so that's a problem. And, hey, give Calgary credit. They got big cojones, man. Yeah. Hey, you can't live this way. No. You can't get behind every night and do this all year. It's it's not going to happen. It's going to come. That chicken's coming home to roost here. <laughs> but for now, give them credit. They got big you-know-whats. They come back in the third period. They don't give up. They deliver late. And last night's a great example, right? 3-2 in. And, you know, they got, they're they're – I'm happy to see it. I always mm. like the the world's a better place when Calgary and Edmonton are both good, right? Yes. So good for the Flames. Boys, I'm a little bit late to the party here, and you probably talked about <laughs> it a few times. That's a story through... of your life, Eddie. <laughs> 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 probably talked about it a few times throughout the week here. Uh, Broberg, um, good move. Send him down. Uh, what was all that noise about? Was that just his agent trying to put some pressure on the organization or what do you think? Yeah, that's the agent. That's for sure. All that stuff starts with the player and the agent. Like you got to look at it this way, everybody noise like that. Uh, I, I want to get traded kind of theme coming in your dress room. It's bad for the team. So the team doesn't start that stuff, right? The agent always starts that stuff because mm-hmm. he wants the whole world to know my guy's out there and you should trade for him. So mission accomplished for Darren Ferris. Uh, unfortunately, the team has, for him, the team has this player under control. Broberg's in his ELC, his entry-level contract. He can't just pick up and leave town. And I think everyone agrees the best thing for the player, if he can't make this team, and he can't right now because DRNA has, been, has played better and took the job, Go to the farm and play. Get some minutes in. That's what he's doing. He's going to get three games in in the next five nights or something. And uh, he's the next man up if somebody gets hurt. But uh, he's in the right spot, Kev. No? I think so. And as we were talking about yesterday, we saw Kenny Holland have that little conversation with him up after the first period intermission in the Carolina game. Uh, It looked like a really good conversation to me. Very amicable. And nobody wants to go down to the minors. But, I mean, this is the best thing for Philip Broberg right now. He needs to go and attain some minutes and the very worst case scenario if someone gets hurt well depending on when that player gets hurt and Broberg gets the call up he's probably going to be there in time for the next game anyway so I, I look at it like that yep hey listen it's, it's you don't you know the the ascension of a young player mm-hmm. like it's never in a straight line and we all wish the first round pick was a superstar already and you know what? I I would never I would not give up on this player. I don't like the way the orders have developed them. I think yeah. they've made some missteps here, but I also think you can still recover from this thing if the player's good enough. You'll recover from it. And take right? take, he, take 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 it on yourself if you're Broberg. Put this on yep. your shoulders. Say I am yep. going to go down and and be dominant. Own it. Just dominant in the AHL for whatever time and make you make a move. So. Uh, well, the other thing is, everybody else is watching. Remember, yeah. if you go down to the AHL and, and you're you're hanging your head and not playing well, there's 31 other teams looking at you, going, "Ah, this guy's not very good. Mm-hmm. I don't want him." You go down there and kick. You know what? Yeah. Uh, if the orders don't call you up, someone's going to trade for you. So there's there's only one thing you do when you're Broberg, and that's go play your tail off for sure, Cap. 
Mark Spector, Roger Sportsnet. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty from Lee. Uh, getting back to the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Uh, Lee says that is definitely Speck, and it looks like that's from the movie uh, Mad Max. The guy, the goalie mask. He had the raspy voice. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember Mad Mad okay. Max. Is that Mad Max. Is that what it is, Duke? Buddy. See, Duke's looking at me like, yeah, he doesn't have a sniff. Anything past. 2000 Duke's going blank. Not a, not a chance. I just remember a bunch of guys driving around in the desert on go-karts. <laughs> yeah. It was a great movie. Mel Gibson, you know, then Tina Turner came in there. Was that the sure. Thunderdome or I something? Got, I got like nothing that? for this one. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Smack, thanks a ton. Thanks a lot. Have a great, have a great weekend. And uh, as uh, I'm just sending you a note, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, bud. All hey, right. Sounds good, boys. Hey, Speck, I may be late to the party, but the important thing is I always show up. (laughs) (laughs) And you're always welcome at my party, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, man. That's on the mark. uh, Energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, another stalwart edition of Are You In or Are You Out? And I believe, Eddie, you heard the snazzy new intro. The intro was unveiled, it, unveiled last. Uh, even Laddie was impressed with yes. the production skills of uh, one Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas. I wanted to give Duke some love on air. You know, that's a well done, Duke. You did a good job, oh. man. You did good, Duke. You did good. Is there any chance you got the Duke on the hot button? Look no. at the Duke. No, I oh. did not have that locked and loaded. We need that one locked and loaded, All and right. we need Costanza. Okay, there's a... Uh, those will take priority. How's that? I'll get the the audio files. Yeah. So I get them. I upload them into the mainframe. Okay. And then I send them over to our uh, our crack production team behind the scenes here at Stingray, and they uh, they upload it into the the library on this computer to my left, and then mm-hmm. I ingest it as a as a hot key. Okay. So that's what we want. Let's aim for that Monday morning. Okay. How's let's that? do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> when we come back, are you in or are you out? Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. Ooh, that is some, that's, that's moving, that's spinning, that's bumping. It's bumping, Kevin. That okay, it that's what Kevin? they call it now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No clue who that is, but but it's bumping. Oh man, that reminds me back of the back in the overtime days. You don't even know what that is, do you? No. Yeah. There was a bar. Kevin Lowe was part owner. Uh, it was called Overtime. Yeah. And uh, an establishment. Oh yeah, it was wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Enough said. Overtime. Yeah, it was a nice little get-together place. Uh, text coming in, one 1440 We talked about this last week. We never got to it, and Eddie said he wanted to discuss this from Tiger. Good morning, Eddie, and this is a week ago, but thanks, Tiger, for sending it in again. I saw Sean Payton on the sidelines this week, and I was thinking back to when he was suspended for a year. Uh, do you remember any coaches or players putting a few hundred bucks on the board to go after an opponent? And yeah. you said, yeah, I'll talk about this. Oh, yeah, so. for sure, for sure. Uh, no no coaches ever, um, like, put a bounty of yeah. actual cash value up. Uh, now, we did have, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, a pool of money for, you know, you get sacks, uh, interceptions, mm-hmm. things like that, and especially position groups. So, for example, the DBs will all put in uh, 50 bucks, and whoever gets the first interception of the game gets the pool. There's things like that, but just keeping it real, you know, I was a defensive lineman, and just being candid, and uh, I like to keep it real. That's the only <laughs> way. Uh, as a defensive lineman, you're talking, a, in within the defensive line, 
Ryan Room about trying to kill that quarterback. Yep. Like you're tra- you're talking about trying to hit him as hard as you can, trying to put him out of the game. You don't want to intentionally injure like what we saw a couple years ago in Saskatchewan with that Garrett Marino where you're on the ground twisting guys up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But within the rules of the game, you are trying to get that number one quarterback out because odds are you're going to have a lot more success mm-hmm. as a team against that backup. So you're trying to do whatever you can to get that quarterback out, man. Appreciate you being honest, Canada. That's why Eddie's number one. He tells it like it is. Time now for Are You In or Are You Out? Let's hear the snazzy intro, Duke. <laughs> We had some great times. We're about to have some more. I know that look. I'm putting together a team. Then I'm in. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I'm out. Whoa. So exciting. So exciting on a Friday. Best day of the week. Unless you work on the weekends, I guess. But uh, my weekend is here in a few hours' time. But uh, last night, the NBA in-season tournament, Kevin's favorite part of the sporting world right now, (laughs) had our semifinal matchups from Las Vegas. Uh, The Pacers and the Lakers both win to advance. The Indiana Pacers surprising a lot of people so far this year. Mm -hmm. Tyrese Halliburton leading the way, currently sitting in sixth place in the Eastern Conference. The uh, Lakers all the way up in fourth out in the West. What I'm saying to you guys here on this Friday is that both of those teams, the Pacers and the Lakers, will make the conference finals come this year's NBA playoffs. I'm so out on this. I mean, first of all, I'm out on the tournament, but I'm I'm so out on this (laughs) that that Indy will get to the finals because the horse that does you-know-what doesn't do it long. That's where I am with Indy. L.A. remains to be seen. I think you would probably categorize them as well. So I would say I'm so out on this. The only thing that I'm in on this is that each winning player gets 500 grand. Yeah, that's a good. That's the only thing I'm in on it. So I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm with UKK. I'm out on that too. Just because I think conference finals will be Boston and um, Denver, Milwaukee, Boston, oh, Milwaukee oh, in the okay, East, yep. and then yeah, Denver and Phoenix in there the you West. Go. So. Again, I think that that's a this shows you how much the players think about this. And then the scheduling is tougher on these guys too. Is am I not correct on that? Well, it's actually harder for the other teams because now like cuz they have basically were built with a floating schedule, right? Because yeah. the, these are regular season games that they would have already had on the on the schedule. Uh, so now just the other teams will have to like get their game shifted. We'll have to play these in theory good teams later in the season uh, to make these games up. So it does. It actually kind of makes it easier on them because they'll play. Uh, well, they play the same teams regardless, yeah. but just weak, weaker than them at right now <laughs> later in this season. So you you can kind of twist their nerve whatever which way you yeah. uh, you so choose. But whatever you say, Allen coming down the escalator. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> moving over to the NFL, we saw Week 14 get underway with a surprisingly entertaining game last night between the Steelers and the Patriots. Um, heading into week 14, by the end of it, I'm saying that there will be a new number one seed in both the AFC and NFC. Go ahead, Eddie. I am out on this. Uh, Philly, who is number one in the NFC, they are at 10-2, and two, even if San Fran uh, will probably win. They probably could overtake Philly if Philly beats Dallas. But Miami will beat Tennessee, and they will remain number one in the AFC. There will not be two new number one seeds. 
I agree with you. And you did some fine research on this, young Eddie Steele. I did. Just the homework assignment extraordinaire. Again, if if the Dolphins uh, beat Tennessee, the Dolphins stay atop the AFC. So I am saying, I am agreeing with you, uh, there will not be new number one seeds in both conferences. So maybe just one. Well, this is a very convenient. Uh, we just got a text in from a, a first-time texter asking, do you know who is a net for the Wild tonight? Well, that uh, directly aligns with my third statement mm. for you guys. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in line to get the start for Minnesota with Gustafson going last night in Vancouver. Uh, I am saying Marc-Andre Fleury has had the best style, his gear wear, his pads, his helmet, the whole shebang of any goaltender to play in his generation. Are you talking hair and teeth as well? Yes, well, he, that's a whole he, shebang. He certainly would fit that category too. That winning smile. Don't you steal mine now. What do you mean? Like the, another goaltender possibly? I got, I got an, I'm out. I, I'm You're, out. I got, I did okay. my research. I'll just go. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm in Duke. Just to agree with Duke once because I would say 85% of these I disagree with the Duke. So I'm going to go. I'm in. I like what Marc-Andre Fleury's done. Like when he was in Vegas. Had flashy equipment, flashy uh, masks. You know what? He even came on board uh, this year with the indigenous mask. Yeah. NHL dropped the ball on that as well, but finally came to their senses, able to auction it off. I'll go, yes, I agree. I am in that he has had the best style of any goalie in his generation, this generation. Of so his. we're talking probably what, since 2005? So yeah, like his, the, the 2005 era, like post lockout okay. to current day is, is okay, his, uh, his time to shine. I'm going to go out. May not have been always the flashiest equipment, but we're, we're talking the whole shebang, the hair, the style. It's got to be Bobby Lou, Roberto Luongo. Man, like I, I want to agree because I, when you talk the mm. whole shebang, but Roberto Luongo's gear wear it was, was it so was plain. Original, yeah. When he was in Vancouver, he just wore all white stuff. It was plain. It Boring, was. lame. But no I'm thanks. talking the whole suave. But if you're going the whole suave, then how is it not Hank Lundquist? That dude's like the mm, most handsome man on mm, earth. That ooh, okay, Duke. Yeah, that's a good one, Duke. But but I'm just like flurry like between the school bus yellow pads when he started in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, then he yeah. like the the nice neon green and yellow with the Minnesota throwbacks. Uh, he was with, since he moved there, he had some <laughs> sweet with like the kind of feather accents in his brief time in Chicago. I, I just think he's like he's rocked some great stuff everywhere he's went, and there are some uh, individuals that have had good single sets of equipment yeah. that can compete. But everywhere Flurry's gone, he's impressed me with how he styles his gear. Texter Rockford comes in, Mike Liute. <laughs> That's a ways back before before uh, Mark Andre. Yeah, not quite the same generation, yeah. but uh, Mike Liute was good, good style too. Style all the yeah. same. Oh yeah. And now you could get into this for there. There's a lot of great goalies. I'm sure a lot of our Texas are going to really uh, come in and. Well, and you got to factor in. Let's talk style of play too. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing I've I've always been in love with Mark Andre Fleury. He's like by goalie standards a smaller guy, very aggressive, plays out the top of his crease, athletic, moving around. I have always loved watching him play net, uh, both in the way he plays and how he looks when he's playing it. Jordan has a good text here. I'm not going to read it because I think what we're going to try to do here is have positive stuff for Jack Campbell. Yeah. You know, this so is a it's funny a good, text, It's Jordan, a funny text, Jordan. But it's Feel Good Friday, it's, not uh, yeah. dump on. We're giving you credit for the text, <laughs> but love it. Uh, already number four, uh, sticking with the Oilers, uh, continuing their 
current homestand before heading out on the road before Christmas. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when they went out on the road about getting his first point. Didn't happen, but he has <laughs> since got it. But I'm saying that uh, before Christmas break, Connor Brown will score a goal in an Oilers uniform. So five games? That's, uh, yeah, what's left here before Five games left on this homestand before... Uh, be- oh, oh, even, but, oh, so, even- but then three games on the oh. road before the break, too. I'm going, I am 100% in on this. It has to happen. Positive Friday. Yeah, I, I'm going, and I'm a, I'm a believer in Connor Brown. And even if you look at what happened in the third period against Carolina, he had a chance early in the third period to get off the schneid. And then later in the third, the game was already well in hand, but he was still working hard. Evander Kane had two opportunities. Anti Ranta made two quick pad saves. Puck was just lying there. Brown elevated it, hit the crossbar. Something's going to go in for him. And maybe not be a shot like that. Maybe something's going in off a, a pad or an ass or something like that. I am in. I'm saying that Connor Brown will score his first goal as an oiler uh, before the Christmas break. Uh, I hate to be negative. <laughs> But I'm going to be out on this one. Okay. Uh, the offensive game is coming for him. Uh, you can see he's getting more comfortable out there, making some pretty good sharp passes from what I can see the past few games. But I don't think that uh, he's going to score one before Christmas. I'm going to be out on that. I just don't see it happening. Okay. All right, and wrapping it up here on Friday, we're going to have Kevin Radomski on coming up in the next break to talk uh, the Sports 1440 Presents Star Wars Night Edmonton Oil Kings versus Medicine Hat Tigers tomorrow from Rogers Place. The Star Wars prequel trilogy is every bit as good as the original three films. Not the sequels. They were terrible. I will put that out there uh, very happily. Yes, they are. But the prequels were just as good as the originals. Okay, so you're saying the Phantom Menace? Yes. Attack of the Clones? Correct. And Revenge of the Sith? Yes. They are just as good as uh, New Hope, Strikes Back, and Jedi. I'm out. And then you're talking about the very first one? The original three. the original. The original trilogy. Are those the only ones you've seen, Kevin? I've only seen the very first one. (laughs) I've never seen... I never even... I had to Google this to see who the other... Who this prequel trilogy well, was. Well, I assume that by the way you read those off just now. <laughs> I had no clue. There's that many of these Star Wars movies. Well, there's there's now nine. So there was the original trilogy, oh, which is episodes four through six. And then in the 90s, 2000s, the prequels, episodes one through three. And then in more recent years, uh, going like 2010s-ish, I guess, uh, the sequel trilogy, episodes seven through nine and then there's <laughs> spin-off movies about han solo uh before the deaths like before new hope television programs uh streaming series about mandalorian all, <laughs> all this stuff there there is an infinite number of things to watch when it comes to star wars i'm keeping this scope okay. just on these specific six films well these other three must have been happening i guess eddie when i was on that uh binge watch of this old house on PBS. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll say the I'll, be, I'll say I'm out. The Star Wars prequel trilogy is every bit as good. I'll say I'm out only because I've only seen the very first Star Wars and that's it. Yeah. And did you like it? Well, I was 45 years ago or whatever it is. What is it? Yeah, something. It's a long time ago. 70s. All right, Eddie. What about you? Yeah, Ke- I'm, Kevin's Kevin's a bum. On I'm this out time. on this. I'm I'm firmly out. Okay. The the original three, like uh, whatever it was, four, five, six. Yeah. Great. Uh, they're the best. Um, the Phantom Menace. 
when that one came out, oh. I was really big on that. But after that, I didn't get into the the next two. Okay. So uh, it was the original three that stand firm for me. So I'm out. So the Empire Strikes Back is part of the. I think I saw that yeah, one. Yeah, that's the yeah. original. Oh yeah, well yeah, those I'm, are the originals. Okay, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Princess Leia. Well, so yeah. is that when uh, that what? was? Yeah, your buddy Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon was in the original or? three. Okay, and, yeah, and, I get it, but was he in the Empire Strikes Back? Was that when all the soldiers were going after them, like those white guys? The stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, yeah. Well, that's kind of basically all of them. But that's yeah. the Empire. The original trilogy, yeah. And the guy that was doing the voice was James Earl Jones? Yeah, Jones? Jones. on Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth, yeah. yeah. Of yeah, course, the originals. The then original. it, this is an easy, but then, this is a so no-brainer. The prequels, Kevin, you learn, like, Darth Vader's origin story. Like, yeah. they find him as a kid, and then he grows up, and Natalie Portman dies, who's his lover, and it's very sad, and then that turns him evil, to put to put it in 15 seconds or less, basically. And then he gives, and his So you're are, saying you like the prequels better? I, I don't like them better. I think they're just okay. as good. They get a bad rap because we already talked a little Jar Jar Binks this morning, and yes, he is an abomination of a character, yeah. basically providing comedic, or what's supposed to be comedic relief, but the storylines in the prequels are hmm. very good. Well... I, again, I just I'll go with the first ones. Now. All right, so. all right. But good job again, Duke. I mean, it's oh tough yeah, to thanks, come. thanks, Kev. It's it's tough. These are hard, right, Eddie? Especially he's trying uh, to the come intro in with, is worth it, man. We'll come up with a little theme <laughs> because our next guest is uh, Kevin Radomski from the Oil Kings, and that's part of the Sports fourteen forty game tomorrow. And uh, at Rogers, it's the Star Wars theme, and of course, it's our. Uh, St. Albert Dodge game of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's... There's the segue, Duke. I mean, man, the Duke is on fire. He's killing it. <laughs> uh, so when we come back, uh, Kevin Radomski and our uh, St. Albert Dodge game of the day as the Oil Kings get ready for Medicine Hat tomorrow on Star Wars night. Use the force, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Yeah, Playlist Friday, if you've got something uh, you want to hear, and the Duke can find it on the, I guess you could call it the never-ending wheel of musical selections that you uh, have to your never-ending availability. The the vast Stingray library here. Basically, we get the benefit of all the other Stingray stations' libraries. When they can only play their own music, we can play all of them. We probably, fair, we probably might have to get into a little more Christmas music here in the next bit. It's, too. I, I'm kind of thinking yeah. that uh, mix it in a little more, and then it'll slowly increase as we approach the uh, mm-hmm. the big day. Crazy thing, we're only a couple weeks uh, or a few weeks out now. Exactly. Time now for the game of the day, brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. They have 165 Ram 1500s, all dressed up and waiting for you with an incredible 20% off MSRP. That is savings up to uh, 14 thousand dollars at st albert dodge check them out north end of st albert unbelievable facility uh check out st albert dodge.com as well as we uh welcome in kevin radomsky oil king's director of business ops two weeks in a row radman <laughs> two we- and and you you came in last week because you wanted to show your pecs off to laddie and now eddie's here and i thought maybe you were going to come in here and the two of you were going to twist wrist for a dollar but I don't know. He didn't want that smoke. What's up, uh, Radman? Well, obviously, I was intimidated so much that I couldn't come in. Obviously. (laughs) Well, and you're busy. You're really busy with tomorrow. And that's our our St. Albert Dodge game of the day is tomorrow night as the Oil Kings take on Medicine Hat. And it's 
Star Wars night. So you got to be fired up. This is one of your bigger promotions of the year as well, right? You know what? This is one of the most fun promotions that we do. And, and Kevin, hey, I, I hear you. You don't need to be a Star Wars fan to appreciate what we're going to have. So we're, we have lots of the Star Wars elements put into the game. And there's, there's, a, there's a group of people called the 501st Legion. Mm-hmm. And what they are is they're totally accredited by Lucasfilms. They're fully costumed by the different characters through the different genres. They'll be interacting with our fans on the concourse. So pregame intermissions, you can get the best selfies in the world by coming to Roger's Place on Saturday evening. So, Radman, these, uh, I mean, the kids love because they, they look up and they're, you know, they're lifelike, right? Is that how, you know, the kids and they're, you know, the kids are four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And that's just a big, big deal for them. Absolutely. And to be on the concourse to see Darth Vader coming at you <laughs> full size, it's something that takes their breath away and it makes it so much more exciting. We have a lot of fun games. This is the only one that's outside of this universe. Mm-hmm. So the other aspect of it as well is that it's the uh, Sports 1440 night. So we'll have a bunch of uh, people there from Sports 1440, and you can come and say hi to everybody. Gregory's, I think, taking his whole team down there. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys are going to be taking over Section 122. Mm-hmm. So when there's a rowdy, so for all of the security officers that are listening right now, <laughs> Section 122 is the one we have our eyes on. Yeah, so for 1440 listeners, Section 122 is your section. You're going to be doing giveaways inside that section that include a backstage tour of Roger's Place Mm -hmm. in the intermission. Mm -hmm. Kevin, as a parent myself who takes my young uh, kids to games, I got to just say, man, you guys do a phenomenal job, just not only with the atmosphere, uh, the overall environment, uh, the good pricing, the reasonable food, good selections. I just wanted to say, man, you guys are doing a, a really top-notch job as an organization in terms of uh, what you guys are providing for families and for kids. This is so awesome. No, I really appreciate that. And it's been a focus of our of our brand for years now is just to provide that family value. Our tickets started at $20. Really, really good value. And then this year we took it one step further and we said, you know what, what can we do with the concessions to ease that burden? We're all the same. We all go to the grocery stores, a bag of apples somehow is $20. I can't figure that out to this minute. But we said, you know what, let's do some kids' food combos that are $10 or less. So the value doesn't stop with your ticket. How's the throat there, Radman? Voice? You've been doing yeah. too many interviews here this week or what? I'm telling you, like, I woke up, I feel great, and my voice was gone. I was like, oh, maybe I can pound through it. But, yeah, the voice is a little bit raspy. For those who know me, usually I'm, I'm known for my voice, and it's, it's failing me this morning. But it doesn't stop us from having a great Saturday no. evening here at Rogers Place. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, I know the focus is on the game coming up tomorrow and the Star Wars theme, but uh, just want to take it back to the teddy bear toss game. How did you guys come out uh, in terms of the numbers of bears? I didn't see any uh, anything myself, so I, I just wanted to ask and see how that all went. I appreciate you asking. It was a huge game for us. We had 17,200 fans oh. here at Rogers Place and just under 15,000 bears collected. Hmm. Like, just what, what a statement. Edmonton loves junior hockey, and they came out in mass, and now there's going to be 15,000 families with a bear at Christmas time because of our tremendous fans. So, Radman, how did that happen again in the sense where you had all the people helping out to get the bears off the ice, and then, as you said, I think you said the, the brick had the trucks ready to roll, roll right underneath the stands there? Exactly. The second the goal was scored, so we had seven minutes remaining in the first period when the goal got scored. The Bears rained down. It takes us about 15 minutes to get them off the ice. Mm-hmm. We then have an army of people that are volunteers through Santa's Anonymous and the Brick 
they have a 53-foot truck backed up, ready to go, and we start counting them as we load the truck. So that night, we knew how many we had gifted. It was 14,700. Simply amazing, like exceeded our expectations. Just another example of uh, how much you guys are doing in the community as well. So uh, Oil Kings in Medicine Hat tonight and then home and home. So that's a tough uh, two-game turnaround for these guys as well. Yeah, and that, that's the beauty of junior hockey. You get on the bus, you unload your own bag, and you get ready to go the next day. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing. The boys will be getting in at around four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, and they'll be ready to go at 7 o'clock at night again on Saturday. That's a tough turnaround. There's no question about that. As far as the uh, Star Wars characters tomorrow, who would you say would be the most popular? You got to go with the classic. You got to go with Darth Vader, in my mind. Hmm. And, and and I'm with you, Kevin. I love the first, the, I, I guess we call them yeah. the first movies, like they, they, The New Hope. Those are the ones that really gravitated to me. But yeah, if you see Darth Vader there, say no more, in my opinion. Do they have the like the the sound as well? Is he? Can you hear anyone behind? Oh, yeah. Like, is there mic? Yeah, microphones and no, everything. No, no, no. This thing's real deal. These things are licensed by Lucas Films, so it's not just some dollar store costume. These are people that this mm-hmm. is their passion, mm-hmm. and they get to show off their costumes, their creations, and really celebrate the fandom of Star Wars. And it only happens at Rogers Place tomorrow night. That's it. So the guy that would be in the Chewbacca suit, you're, we're talking about a pretty big dude here. Or somebody that's walking on stilts for the night, yeah. But yeah, 100%, okay. it's going to be a big person. You know, you'll have a little Jar Jar Binks running around the concourse as well. <laughs> so a, a little bit of something for everybody. What about Princess Leia? You know what? That's a good question. I don't remember seeing her last time. Oh, Maybe she was hiding from me, maybe. That could have been, been the case. Oh, probably. I always thought, you know, the hairstyle, I, I don't know if it would be a wig or whatever, but, you know, because the bun is really wrapped tight. Oh, yeah. Those so, tight buns, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> so, right, so Ke- <laughs> Kevin. Easy now. Easy uh, now. Uh, stick to sports. Um, with the Oil Kings, uh, just touch a little bit about their season on the ice right now and how they're they're shaping up. Yeah, you know, we're still in a rebuild uh, mode right now, but you can definitely see, like, hey, we came back in the third period on Teddy Bear Toss with the Everett Silvertips, who were a fantastic team. And not only did we come back, we won the game. Mm-hmm. This team is really plucky. And they're, they're really, really good. Drum manager and uh, President Curdill has done a great job in getting a little bit of older talent here. Mark Lajois from St. Albert on the back end is really steadying our defense. And we're ravaged with injuries right now. Yeah. But we've got so many guys that are stepping up. It's a ton of fun. Well, look forward to the game tomorrow night. Uh, thanks for hopping on again. Really appreciate uh, uh, what you guys have been doing in the community as well. And it should be a fantastic night uh, for the second uh, week in a row as well. Uh, after the teddy bear toss, tomorrow Star Wars night again, uh, 7 o'clock, puck drop between uh, Medicine Hat and the Oil Kings. Uh, thanks, Radman. Appreciate it. Get that voice. Try some of those uh, fishermen friends or something, eh? Yes, I'll do everything. But thank you for the support. We love 1440 and everything that you guys are doing. You guys are helping us really get the message out about the great family entertainment. So we're very, very proud of our partnership with 1440. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, thanks, Redman. So, uh, again, you can join members of the Sports 1440 family uh, who will be sitting in Section 122. Uh, Come in, say hello. And one lucky fan and a guest uh, will come down from that section and you'll get a, a, a private guided tour of the oil kings room and the hall of fame room as well 
at Rogers Place. So uh, if you want to check that out tomorrow, again, it's 7 o'clock. And that is our game of the day brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Join the holiday cheer and help St. Albert Dodge fill their Ram 1500 with toys for the Salvation Army. Stop in, say hi at the north end of St. Albert Trail. I was in there earlier this week, Eddie, dropped the toy off. And picked up my beautiful Ram 1500. I'll tell you what, for a big guy like yourself, this is, I mean, I got lots of room in there. A little, uh, little more spacious than a, a Camry? Yeah. <laughs> and then my 74 Gremlin. <laughs> well, I was just, because Kevin, you said when uh, they came to pick you up to go get your new ride, you got picked up, you called it the Jeter Mobile. Yeah. That seems like it'd be perfect for Eddie with the, the family and stuff, one of the... Uh, the Grand Wagoneers, yes. those new Jeeps. Oh, no, no, Holy guys. Holy smokes. I, I ha- I'm a minivan. I have a minivan. So come on now. Have you seen the Derek Jeter commercial? No, I haven't. Oh, well, you got to see it. Then, now, then you'll <laughs> then go. Then you'll be so oh, Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> well, and, you know, he's got the family coming out. He's got to drive through the night. So he goes. he's trying to get an airplane ticket. Flight's canceled, da-da-da-da. So he gets a, the, the Wagoneer. What is it like? One of those sprinters, or no? It's a pretty. Oh no, no! It's like it's like, a, like, it's, like a, it's an SUV, like okay. a, a luxury SUV. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Full, okay. And like full, full size. Like it's the first one that Jeep ever made this yeah. big. So it's a, it's quite the unit. I've seen them out in the wild too. They like they catch your eye. Yeah. Call me lame, but I am such a minivan guy. I am so proud, and it is so <laughs> so useful. Love minivans. Hey. <laughs> They're sharp. What's on the go this weekend, Eddie? Um, yeah, well, the game tomorrow. Yeah. Probably will uh, look at taking the kids down to the game. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a low-key weekend sledding if this snow sticks around. Hopefully I can tough. get on the hill. I know with the temps. Uh, so where do you go? Like do you take on the – like you're talking like toboggans yeah, and little the crazy just, carpets or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You get the GT snow racers. And, do you ever go to the one uh, down on Fox Drive there just to cross – from the White Mud Equine Center? Yeah, no, I haven't been down to that hill. Big hill there, though. It is. I yeah. know exactly where you're talking. Right, yeah, just before the turnoff to go to Fort Edmonton Park. It'd be on the, on the uh, other south side. side. Yeah. yeah, on the south side of the, there's a nice little hill. You, when you drive by during the day, there's just there's people out, tons yeah. of kids out there. Yeah. So the kids love that, either. Oh, they love it. And now they're at that phase where I don't need to carry them up every time. Yeah. Like They know how to walk up with their own sled, so it's that much more enjoyable. Did you have those uh, in Winnipeg, like the hills, and did you guys do that? <laughs> Okay. There are a couple of hills couple in hills, Winnipeg, yeah. Kevin. Well, sure there are, yeah. <laughs> As you know, being from uh, Mel- or, um, yeah. Melville, Melville yeah. yourself, yeah. Pell Valley, baby. Yorkton. Oh, yeah, that's like a swear word around boy. Melville, boy. It's like you we used to take... Terms. Well, if you take a, like even a grain shovel, Duke, you got lots of grain shovels at the farm? Uh, yes, but yeah. they're, you'd never find them when you need them is the unfortunate thing. Really? They, they're the type of thing that always goes missing. Um, yeah. But what? I, oh, yeah, always lost them around. So grain shovels are the best, especially if you have a big ass. So you just turn the grain shovel around and you hang on with your... And away you go. Away you go down the hill. You ever try that, Duke? No. We, uh, GT, because we, we didn't do a lot of downhill sledding. We did it like occasionally with uh, with some crazy carpets and some uh, some saucers. Uh, or GT racer, but we like to tow the things behind the the gator, mm. like behind the ATV. So you tow mm. the big uh, the big inflated inner tube or the GT racer. You mm. hook that on a little rope and drag that in behind the uh, the ATV out through the through yeah. the fields. That's real. That's, that's, that's real. Funny. That's real well, sweating. Yeah, you strike yeah. me as a skier. Like, what do you mean downhill skiing? Well, I'm like Duke though. It's fast, straight down as fast straight as you can fast. go. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous, very dangerous. reckless. Yes, probably reckless is a good. <laughs> Good yeah. terminology. Yeah. Uh, imitation Tom says there is a 
Fantastic Hill in Millwoods across from the Millwoods Town Center by the Spray Park. Yeah, been there. Jackie Parker, Spray Park. Yeah, been there, definitely. The thing with that one, <laughs> I've been there on some really busy days. I know that exact hill. It all kind of funnels down. So it's circular, and it all funnels down into the main basin. Mm-hmm. So it's very chaotic. You got kids taking each other out left and right. Try the grain shovel, though. They did I, I got to come across a grain shovel. I was just going to say, like, what, that he's just going to go buy a grain shovel and then it's just going to well, sit you, in his in You his could porch? probably yeah, get by much with just, grain hauling around here. You could get by with just, uh, you know, a flat square shovel, too. Yeah, or I could just use the kid's GT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Whatever. Well, thanks for popping in again, Eddie. Hopefully Thank we you. see you tomorrow. Yes, sir, KK. Yeah, hopefully we see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful weekend. Yep. Have fun with the kids. You're, Thank you. Uh, Doing a lot of kid stuff, dad stuff. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at in life. And uh, yeah, finish strong, fellas. Have a good show. <laughs> finish strong, yes. Speaking of finishing strong on the 8 o'clock hour, because again, something else is open that has... Maybe they'll maybe they have uh, you know grain shovels at Snow Valley. I don't know. I'd like to try that. Uh, this fourteen forty sports update brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. It is now open for the season. Be sure to support your local ski and snowboard shop. Then get ready to ride the valley. Visit snowvalley.ca today. Here is the Duke.